The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Over and I'm your host. It is Sunday, October 24th, and we are looking at the early odds for week eight of the NFL season. I'm not entirely sure why I'm looking. My picks have been so bad that I just wait and look at the lines later, but we'll give it a shot anyway. Joining me to break those down, John Breach. What's up, buddy? Brinson. There is not too much up. It's one Sunday till Halloween. I'm not in costume, but I will be next week. I think I'm excited about that. I love, uh, I love getting in, in costume for, for Halloween show. Why are we, are you, what are you, are you going to wear like your family costume? Or are you going to wear? Probably. I mean, we'll keep it family friendly, right? Where are you guys going to be? Uh, we are being the monsters Inc. Oh, that's cool. The little, was, um, the, the little baby girl is boo. Cause she has really long hair and looks like boo. Cool. Uh, we're being, um, among us. Sussy Bacas. You don't know what that is. Do you? We don't need to get into it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into the lines. We got a few that we are going to examine for week eight. And we begin with the Packers of the Cardinals. Thursday night football. Great Thursday night football game. Hello, Fox. Thanks for the $2 billion. The Cardinals moved to 7-0 with a casual win over the Texans. Although it was a little dicey early on. Um, Arizona's look sharp. Green Bay... Just, you know, you know, Green Bay did, did what Green Bay does. And they, you know, probably played a little bit worse than maybe the score indicated. And Washington had some, uh, you know, issues near the goal line. But uh, both these teams look like absolute viable NFC contenders. And this is a pretty huge game for, I mean, Arizona. It's like, you know, you're 7-0. We believe in you. You beat the Rams. You know, can you go and, you know, can you take care of business with Aaron Rodgers coming to town? Cardinals minus three and a half over under 53 breach. Yeah, and it's a big game for the Cardinals because if they win, you're also two games up on the Packers for the number one seed in the NFC. You know, you like you said, they already beat the Rams. So all of a sudden, you're getting these tiebreakers over uh, the other top contenders in the conference. And you know what? We've dealt with so many bad Thursday night games over the years. I feel like this is the NFL's way of paying us back. I mean, undefeated versus Aaron Rodgers on Thursday. This is going to be bonkers. Uh, one thing I will say about this game is that usually if I see Aaron Rodgers playing in prime time, I just say, take my money. I'm betting on Aaron Rodgers 
and that's it. And I don't do any other. I don't even look at the game. I don't care what the point spread is. I'm just betting on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but for this game, it's a little different because I think that both offenses are so good. It's going to come down to the defensive side of the ball and how the te- each team plays on that side. And I trust Arizona's defense more than I trust Green sure. Bay's defense. And I think that for me, that's what it's going to come down to. And also, here is one kind of crazy fact. Uh, since Thursday night football started in 2006, any team that has had to fly two time zones west to play a game is one and 13 straight up. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals are in Pacific time right now, even though they call it Mountain Standard Time in Phoenix, uh, but they are two hours time difference from Central Time. So this is two time zones west for the Packers and every team ever, one and 13 straight up, one 12 and one against the spread. Yeah, we were talking about that uh, with some friends last week. Uh, Arizona does one. Arizona does not acknowledge or utilize daylight savings time. They're the only state in the entire country that refuses to do daylight savings time, which is super weird. And then two, they operate on Pacific time, but they say they're in Mountain time zone, right? Right. So they, they're on Mountain Standard Time year round. So if this game had been played, oh, that's what it is. They're not on Pacific. They're on Mountain Standard Time year round. Right. So if this game had been played uh, at in three weeks from now, then the Central Time Zone would only have a one hour time difference with Phoenix. Because the daylight savings time. Because daylight savings time would be ending. Uh, but since it's being played before that, it is a two hour difference. So it qualifies for this crazy stat. That is weird. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals and the Packers tied. Second overall in the NFL against the spread on the season, both six and one against the spread. Uh, Green Bay, oddly, despite being six and one against the spread, has uh, covered. I don't even know how this is possible by an average of negative one point eight points, according to TeamRankings.com, which doesn't. I, I don't even know how that makes sense for six and one. It's a negative number. Arizona is covered by an average of almost twelve points. So the Cardinals um, have. I think have, that incorporates all their games, so their thirty-five point loss weighed into not covering. No, no, of course it does. I'm just saying it's like, how, oh, yeah. how is that possible? But yeah, yeah, because they, they failed to cover the spread by that much. I would, uh, I don't think this is one that you have to worry about betting on in terms of the line moving. Three and a half. I don't see the Cardinals getting up to five, right? I don't really see them getting up to four. I mean, you, nobody, books are not going to make Aaron Rodgers a five-point dog at, on the road in a primetime game, you know, even against a good defense. Maybe the total could climb up. You know, we won't have to deal with any weather. It's indoors, Arizona. Uh, so if you if you like the over, I could see that climbing up to like 55 or something like that. The, the, the only problem is these teams, the Cardinals do have a good defense, as you point out, and the Packers are a little more methodical and plotting and have played some pretty decent red zone defense too. They like to run the ball. They're not afraid to sort of take the air out of the ball. And so I, I don't know. I don't think the numbers are shooting up, but I would think that it would climb higher rather than get lower i don't think we'd see this number get you know down in 51 or or 50 that would be that would be very very surprising yeah and i like the cardinals to cover just i don't think i made that completely clear i probably like the cardinals too um let's see yeah i i think the packers yeah i think i like the cardinals um don't love them i mean who knows uh we'll see (laughs) the Bengals. the cincinnati Bengals are a nine and a half almost double digit road favorite in New York against the Jets at MetLife Stadium with an over-under of 44. Since he's playing great defense and Joe Burrow, Jamar, Jamar Chase's, I saw some, you know, somebody was like, I'm going to do I, I think it was a Mike Ruiz on a Dan Levitard thing. He's like, I'm going to do a sports talk radio thing. He's not the offensive rookie of the year. He's the MVP, Jamar Chase. Uh, your Bengals look great, Breach. Can you, would you dare take the Jets in this spot? 
Well, first of all, I'm not sure what to think of the Bengals going on the road and being a nine and a half point favorite. This is only the second time in 39 years the Bengals have been favored by nine or more points on the road. So this almost never happens. I don't know what to make of it. This kind of feels like a trap game. Uh, you're coming off this huge emotional win over Baltimore. Now you have to fly to New York to play one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, but you know what? I fell for it two weeks ago. I thought the Bengals were going to be in a trap game against the Lions. I picked the Lions to cover. Mm. Uh, and you know what happened? The Lions did not cover. The Bengals actually won 34 to 11. I think we're going to see some of the same thing here. I, I just don't think the Jets have very much talent on either side of the ball. Uh, and I think the if the, even if the Bengals sleepwalk through this game, uh, that they have enough talent to beat the Jets by double digits. So I don't think we're going to see the type of blowout we saw with Detroit. Uh, but I won't be surprised if the final score is like 27-17, which would get them to the cover. The Bengals have the fourth best point differential in football right now. Behind Arizona, 111. Uh, the Bills at 105. And the Buccaneers at 86. Cincinnati checks in at uh, 61. Uh, worth noting, the Cowboys at 59 had the week off, of course. But the Bengals are in technically in the driver's seat to win the division. The scary thing is, like, they're going on the road against a really bad Jets team. But we saw the Titans lose to the Jets in a very similar spot where it was obvious that, you know, it was like, oh, this is Derrick Henry smash spot. They're going to pound Derrick Henry all up and down. You know, the, the, the Jets won't be able to deal with it. And the Jets managed to flip it on them. So that's the one thing that worries me. But I do think that this game would likely move towards double digits. If any, if anything, just because of uh, interest in betting on the Bengals, the, the total here, I, I don't know how much further down it can go. We saw with San Francisco and uh, Indianapolis on Monday, on Sunday night, where the, you know, the total is 44. There's a, a boom monsoon or a chaos monsoon or typhoon or something like that. Boom typhoon. And as a result, the total dropped down to like 41 before kick. So I would be surprised if this total dropped a ton, but if the Bengals are playing well and have a lead, I, you know, I don't know how much Joe Burrow will get. I think we'll get a lot of Joe Mixon, and maybe that could lend itself to the under. I, I just don't think that the total will come crashing down. I, I would think that the Bengals would move up. I, I don't know. I just can't back the Jets here. The Bengals are blowing teams out right now and playing good football. It is weird times to be alive. Obviously, check out our Sunday night full show, uh, full Sunday recap, because John Breach will be taking some victory laps uh, as a result of Woo! that game against the Ravens. So many victory laps. The Pats at the Chargers. Man, what a world. Chargers are my, this is, everything's flipping on our faces. The Chargers are minus five and a half against Bill Belichick and the Patriots, who absolutely curb stomped the Jets on Sunday. Uh, the Chargers are coming off a bye. The over under here, 48 reach. This is, to me, one of the weirder point spreads of the week. I don't really know what to make of it. It seems surprisingly close. Uh, but one reason, I guess, is possible the reason it's close is because, you know what? Justin Herbert, offensive rookie of the year last year, uh, was great against almost everyone. You know who he wasn't great against? The Patriots and Bill Belichick. The Patriots went into L.A. and they beat the Chargers 45 to nothing last year. Mm. Now, I know that a lot of people, you don't necessarily have to look at last year, but here's what you do have in common with last season. You have Bill Belichick uh, coming up with a defense to stop the quarterback that he's completely. No, no Tom Brady. No Tom Brady, and this is a, he completely befuddled Herbert last year. Herbert looked completely lost on the field, and the Patriots' defense is better than it was last year. Uh, so I think this is an interesting spot, 
And I, right now I'm leaning Patriots. I think I'll probably pick the Chargers straight up, uh, but I think I like the Patriots to cover here. Yeah, Chargers are a, are a much better team. The Patriots crank their point differential up to 39. Like They're three and four. They're back in the mix, though, and they took care of business against the Jets. I mean, they, they absolutely obliterated the Jets. They I don't really think they've got any – think am i missing unless i'm missing they don't really have any good wins the patriots but they could easily have pulled off a couple more wins or a couple more losses they could have beaten miami they certainly could have beaten uh the buccaneers i mean those games were very close so new england to me is a team that is going to that you said they don't have any good wins two of their three wins are against the jets so you're, you're absolutely right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like i was like <laughs> laughing i was like did they get blown out by the box um i was like let's forget the in other words like i'm worried that the chargers could light them up but we have seen that Brandon Staley coach teams. I think the under here is the play. 48 is way too high a number here for me. I think that number comes down to 45. Brandon Staley, Belichick likes to run the football. The Chargers are a run funnel. They, they don't want you to pass. Belichick likes to run. We saw Damian Harris have a huge day on Sunday. And the Chargers would like are a little more methodical than maybe a team that you would think. And I don't think they'll want to be aggressive and 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 up tempo and put Justin Herbert in a situation where he's going, you know, head to head with Bill Belichick. So I would look at the – I would think if you like the Pats or the under here, I think those are both good looks on Sunday because I would expect that this line creeps closer to a field goal and that that under comes down to like 45. Uh, certainly, you won't have to worry about weather, we don't think, because L.A. is always nice any time of the year. The Browns are minus three against the Steelers. What a world. Again, what a world. Over under 43 and a half. I would say on this one, Breach, that uh, we know Kareem Hunt won't play because he's on IR. We don't know what the deal with Nick Chubb is. Not that it mattered. I mean, they got you know a stable of backs, apparently. Uh, we don't I don't think we technically know if Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum will play. So it's kind of a tough one to pick. Um yeah. I, no I, don't, know, I, I don't I don't I don't know that there's a whole lot to do with this one. Uh, I, I can't I just can't see the Browns without all of these players getting I, I can't see this line getting too far out. Oh, no, absolutely not. I mean, no, we don't know if Nick Chubb's going to play. We don't know if Baker Mayfield is going, he's got one shoulder. He's got a broken humorous, but like there's just, his body is falling apart. He's a one-armed quarterback. You can't be a one-armed quarterback. And if they give him more time than the rest, then you're going to be starting Case Keenum. And the only reason the, the Browns won with Case Keenum uh, on Thursday night is because Dearness Johnson had the game of his life. Keenum couldn't throw the ball downfield. Dearness Johnson literally had to carry that team to a win. They're not going to be able to run all over the Steelers like they did to the Broncos. And so if the Steelers bottle up the run, then now you need either Case Keenum or one-armed Baker Mayfield to win the game for you. And I have a tough time seeing that happen. It's not like the Steelers have some super high-powered offense. Uh, so we know this game is not going to be a shootout. I feel like it's going to be a defensive struggle. And you rarely see uh, a blowout in a defensive struggle. So and a defensive struggle, which I have now just said three straight times, I'm going with the underdog, and I'm going to take the Steelers a cover here. Yeah, actually, uh, I think the move would be to take the Steelers now. I don't think the Steelers would be favored because the Steelers aren't a very good football team, but they can. But Big Ben destroys Cleveland in his career. They passed on him at least once, maybe twice. He hates Cleveland. He likes to, you know, uh, I mean, because he well, he went to Ohio, Miami of Ohio. You're alma mater as well. He went to high school in Ohio. He's he's from yeah, Ohio. He, he, hate, he hates Cleveland in the sense that he feels like they had a chance to bring him in. He could be the Browns quarterback of the future, and they pass him. So he likes to light them up. You know, 
there's so many injuries on both sides of the ball for the for the Browns that we could see a situation where Jack Conklin and Jedrick Wills don't play. And, you know, they they expended a lot of emotional energy, I think, against the Broncos on that Thursday night game, trying to win a game with they've had extra rest. That's great. But I would guess that this gets closer to even before it goes out the other way. And a total of 43 and a half, probably not going to come. It's not going to go shooting one huge way or the other. But if it were, I wouldn't be surprised if it got down to 41. And of course, keep an eye on Cleveland weather because it's, yeah, it's late October. It could be windy as hell. It could be raining. There could be a boom, typhoon, monsoon thing. (laughs) Sunday night football. Hmm. This one rancid. The Cowboys headed to Minnesota where they're a one point favorite against the Vikings and a total of 53. I, I am surprised by this number. I mean, I'm I'm assuming this number has everything to do with we don't know if Dak Prescott is 100% going to be fair, available. Fair, fair. He's dealing with the calf injury and there've been multiple reports this week that he's he might not be able to practice Monday, uh maybe not even be able to practice early in the week. So this is all about the injury report. If Dak Prescott is out there practicing by Wednesday, that likely means he's going to play. And if Dak Prescott is playing, I am pounding the Cowboys. I believe the Cowboys are the only team in the NFL that's covered the spread in every single game this year. I think they're a much better team than the Vikings. But if you take Dak Prescott out and he is not playing, then I am pounding the Vikings. So this literally just comes down to whether or not Dak's playing. And if he's out there, uh, then I like the Cowboys. Well, if there's no Dak, then the Vikings will be the Vikings would probably be five five and a half point favorites, four and a half point. All right, maybe. Probably this line's moving pretty quickly right now as we speak, though, because it's already up to minus one uh, Cowboys minus one and a half minus one twenty. So if you like the Cowboys, you want to bet it now. That, that that probably indicates too the Dak is likely to play. The total is also I've seen it maybe up a half a point in certain spots where it's fifty three and a half. I don't really see it getting to fifty five. But the thing about the Vikings is the Vikings defense is not that great. The Cowboys defense is probably better than the Vikings right now, but. The Vikings are willing to help raise the number of plays that occur in any given game. Sort of the like, if you can get the Vikings down, Kirk Cousins will start winging it to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and they'll play whatever game you want to play. So it's possible that this turns into a shootout. It is a primetime game, so I don't see the total cratering by any stretch of the imagination. It's obviously indoors. Um, I would bet the Cowboys now. And assume that Dak Prescott's going to play if you like the Cowboys, obviously. And I, I would lean the Cowboys here too with you if Dak is playing, of course. And I guess the over, but that feels kind of chalky. Uh, finally, Monday Night Football. The hapless Kansas City Chiefs are hosting the also hapless New York Giants. The Chiefs tied at the bottom of the basement. They have a negative point differential seven weeks into the season. Patrick Mahomes looked awful. They couldn't score against Tennessee's. Not great defense. Uh, they are now several games back of the Raiders, and the Giants are two and five. They're one game up on the Giants. They're closer to the Giants than they are the Raiders, which is just weird to think about, Breach. This line, Chiefs minus 10 over under 52 and a half. This is crazy. Have the odds makers watched a single Chiefs game this year? I, I mean, the Chiefs 
have not looked good at all. And especially when they're trying to cover the point spread, there's no way they should be favored by double digits in any game right now. I mean, you look at on a season, I think they're two and five against the spread. They're four and 18 against the spread or four and 14 against the spread in their last 18 games. I, I mean, right now the chiefs are literally the last team in the NFL that I would ever bet against this. I would take the lions in a game against the spread before I would take the chiefs. Uh, and so I just can't trust them to be a team by double digits. I, I mean, it doesn't feel like the Giants would be able to keep it within single digits, but I, you just can't bet on the Chiefs right now. And so yeah. I'm not going to bet on the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the Giants here. I would guess that this comes down a little bit, maybe nine, I mean, nine, nine and a half, eight and a half. I, I don't know. I mean, it's that's a ton of points. You know, the Giants are fighting for their lives here. And while the Giants are not good, the other thing, too, is you got to look at the Giants' health, right? I mean, Sterling Shepard was out. Uh, Saquon Barkley was out. They had Dante Pettis was their top receiver on in week seven. So it is entirely possible that they won't have it for this game. But that's the case, and you have to be a little bit worried. But I think the Giants' defensive line, or offensive line, is for as bad as it is, is probably good enough to hold off the Chiefs, so that Frank Clark and Chris Jones are there that you have to deal with. The Giants should be able to score enough against a bad Chiefs defense to stay within the hunt and to maybe backdoor cover. The, I agree with you. The Chiefs, who are uh, two and five against the spread, just shouldn't be a 10, 10 point favorite. I, I'm kind of intrigued by the under here because I think it can come down closer to 50. 52 is a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, Chiefs games just get a little crazy. You don't, you don't know if you're going to get the 27 3 like they did with the Titans or like the. Uh, 33-29 in week one against the Browns or 36-35 yeah. against the Ravens. Like, Chiefs games can go all over the place, and I, I don't like taking unders in any game where Patrick Mahomes is playing. That's fair. And it's like, were the Giants good on defense on Sunday or did the Panthers just stink? It's, right. It's hard to sell. But I would guess that, that, that the line moves closer to the Giants and that the line drops towards the under. All right, that's it for us. Breaking down week eight early odds. Subscribe, rate, review, hit that YouTube like button, comment with your early bet, your favorite bet ahead of week eight in the comments, and we'll talk to you guys later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.